0: What is good, everybody? Welcome to the crossover here on the Niners Nation Podcast Network. I am Rob Stats guerrera and today we are going to look at the week one opponent, the Chicago Bears. Before we get started, I want to remind everybody, please rate, review, and follow the Niners Nation Podcast Network. I always say, if you take the time to leave a review, we will take the time to read it. I'm joined today by Lester Wilfong of Windy City Gridiron. Lester, I have not spoken with you since Justin Fields was drafted. You were overjoyed that night, as I recall. Are you still feeling that way? Yeah, I
1: mean, pretty much the, the entire team was fired up at, at WCG that we got a, a, an actual franchise-worthy quarterback. Now, of course, he's got to do it on the field. His rookie year had some ups and downs, but, you know, he, he had a nice preseason, he had a, a nice training camp, and, you know, there'll still be some growing pains, but I think the arrow is pointing up for Justin Fields.
0: It's so interesting because, look, your team drafted quarterback in the same draft class that mine did, but I feel like the paths since then have gone in such different directions. I've, the way the 49ers have handled their quarterback situation, it's crazy. What is the feeling from Bears fans? Do they like that Fields played all last year? What's the feeling with how they've handled him?
1: It's funny you mentioned how you guys have handled your guy reminds me of something the Bears would do it just was like a very it's a very clumsy situation over there in San. for for you guys and as far as the Chicago is I mean everyone was split I mean the the Matt Nagy plan was a horrible plan to start you know it's (laughs) like he he thought he had Mahomes and Alex Smith when he had you know Andy Dalton was the guy and Andy Dalton was not established in the scheme he was not established on the team at all you know so it was just a bad situation i think if all things being equal last year if, if he would have let them compete i think justin fields probably would have you know actually taken that job from him at some point but you know it was good he got the experience like i said you know there were some ups and downs a season ago but man the the, the highs were pretty high last year for fields
0: okay let's get into that a little bit obviously they're gonna face the 49ers this weekend what I remember from last year is Fields struggling in, a little in the passing game, yeah. but just running all over the place. I think he had over 100 yards on 10 carries. How much of what he did last year do you think we'll see this year? Do you think we just throw it out totally?
1: I think a lot of it is 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 good for him as a rookie. I mean, he needed that experience under his belt, but as far as the way he was used in the offense, forget about all of that. <laughs> Last year he was very good. Like he among the league leaders when he was out of the pocket throwing the ball. He was among the league leaders when he was throwing with play action. He was among the NFL leaders when throwing deep. Those are three things Matt Nagy did not let him do at all last season. <laughs> this year, the, the offense is designed around him. It's it's a Shanahan-esque offense. You guys are very familiar with that. Bootlegs, rollouts, play action. There'll be some deep shots from time to time. So, you know, Luke Getze is is making this his offense. I'm talking about Justin Fields. So, like I said, as fans, we're all excited what's going to happen here with Justin Fields moving forward.
0: When I look at this matchup, on paper, it seems like the 49ers are going to be able to pressure the hell out of Justin (laughs) Fields. I mean, it's good that you mentioned he can roll out and use mobility because I see such a mismatch between the Niners' front seven and the Bears' offensive line. Is that fair?
1: Yes, definitely fair. I mean, the, the (laughs) the Bears' offensive line... They still don't know who they're going to start. I mean, right now it looks like it could be Sam Mustford at center again. Lucas Patrick broke his hand. He has been practicing, but there's been no no word if he's going to play center. If he doesn't play center, he might play right guard. Tevin Jenkins has been playing right guard, but if Patrick starts at right guard and he goes to the bench, they have a rookie at, at left tackle and Braxton Jones, and then, of course, they have Larry Borum at, at, at right tackle. So, you know, there's some young question marks up front for the Bears with the only guy that's really established is Cody White here at left guard. But Cody Whitehair is coming off a really bad season last year. So there's some question marks up front for the Bears. They're going to rely on the scheme to kind of, you know, really help, help, help protect the quarterback.
0: Darnell Mooney, I mean, he flat out said, Justin Fields is going to make teams pay, specifically the team we play in week one. Do you get the sense from what you hear from Fields that he does have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder when it comes to the Niners? he's
1: a competitor so i'm sure he does uh when he's had a chance to talk about it he always downplays it he says he's glad he ended up in chicago i mean that's pretty much all he'll do he's not going to be a guy that that, that, that takes shots at, at the team or anything over there so you know as far as him and mooney they have a great connection they're really good friends off the field as well so mooney's gonna ha- always have his guys back so with mooney and fields the connection is real that they flash you know the entire training camp so that's another guy i mean he he's they're number one by default. He doesn't look like a number one receiver, but you know, he had a, a, a thousand yards a season ago. You know, he's gonna be the most targeted bear. Um, he's a great route runner, he has great speed, so he should have a, a nice season for the for the Bears.
0: Let's flip it to the other side now. Would you feel more comfortable if Jimmy Garoppolo was starting this game or Trey Lance?
1: That's a good question. I, th- I think Lance provides some 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 problems with his mobility. But, you know, Garoppolo's, I mean, he's a winner, right? I mean, he, he wins, he wins yes. games there. I mean, that, that, you know, that's, that's the thing. I mean, that's, that's where the, all the drama from a national perspective is, you know, right. they brought Garoppolo back. They, they, they redid his deal. It's, it's incentive-based. Like I said, it's, it's very strange how they're handling the quarterback spot because as, as Bears fans, we're used to Chicago screwing up the quarterback spot. And now it looks <laughs> like there's, there's, there's drama for week one for, for you guys.
0: Oh, there's been drama for months. (laughs) I think back to that game last year, though. I feel like 49er fans do not give it enough credit. Like the Bears are in control of that game. It's third and 20. And the Niners run a screen to Debo Samuel because Kyle Shanahan is terrified to let Jimmy Garoppolo throw the ball downfield. And Debo does what Debo does and just rips off a 76 yard play down to the goal line. That play turned not only that game, it turned the entire season for the 49ers. But it's not like the 49ers were just running roughshod over the Bears up until that point. Yeah, it was a
1: close game up to that point. Like I said, that's one of the few games where Justin Fields flashed a little bit. You know, he struggled early, but, you know, in in the second half, he kind of picked it up. He had the big run on, on, I think it was fourth and one. He went like 20-some yards for a touchdown. You know, like I said, he, he flashed a little bit and they, they couldn't close it out. And and that that play to Debo, man, that was the one that really you know broke the Bears back.
0: That play on fourth down by Fields, like that it had that upset 49er fans because we're all sitting there screaming like, yeah, we we have a quarterback that we think can do that. And why aren't we playing him? It was it's still I just watched the replays this week like that is just a freak special play. He had another play where Fred Warner like blitzed and was pretty much like untouched coming at him. And he spun away from Warner. There are going to be a good number of 49er fans wistfully watching Justin Fields. Cause there are a lot of 49er fans that wanted him to be the pick at three. Yeah. I mean,
1: I, I thought he was going to be the pick at three and, You know, like I said, like Fields, I'm glad he fell to the Bears. You know, it just was a very strange situation. Mac Jones, a lot of rumors at the time. I I know at the point when the Bears made their pick and and they moved up to get Fields, as Bears fans, most of us thought they were going up to get Mac Jones just because that's Bears. That's what the Bears have done, you know. And (laughs) the fact that it was Fields, we have a a dynamic athlete with a big arm, you know, very accurate in college. You know, he has all the intangibles you want. You just got to put it
0: together. So from a defensive perspective, how are the Bears going to attack the 49ers? Because I don't like playing new head coaches in week one because there's no film on them. I know that you can go back and watch the Colts, but it's different personnel. So how do you think defensively the Bears are going to attack the Niners?
1: You know, it's it's a, it's a Tampa 2-esque defense. I mean, it's not the same, you know, the same defense that they had in the back of the day with Lovey Smith and those guys. But it's a similar scheme. Uh, they they do a, a a little more different stuff on the back end, but you know they want to keep the ball in front of them. Uh, they they want to make you know just just like they did back in the day. They want to make the offense make mistakes. You know they're really high on on punching the ball out. They had uh, Charles Tillman in, in the camp. You know t- you know he was teaching the punch out. You know peanut the, punch. The peanut punch. I mean th- this is the the philosophy that Coach Iberflus brought over with him. And and as Bears fans, we love it because it's it's the Lovey Smith, Rod Marinelli, that same era. You know they track loafs. They expect you to go 100% at all times, practice, game, whatever it is. And if you're loafing, you're caught loafing. You know you're called out. You know it's it's the hits philosophy. Um, you know so it's it's they expect you know excellence from that defense. It's gonna take a little while because, like you said, there's a lot a lot of guys there. That's it's different to what he had with the, with the Colts. A lot of young players. The secondary is young, but there are some, some talented players in that defense.
0: If there's an area of the 49ers offense, that's vulnerable. It's definitely the offensive line. Do the bears have the pass rushers to take advantage of a a potentially suspect 49ers offensive line?
1: Well, I think your tackles are pretty good. I think your, your issues are more in the interior and we don't know what the bears have in the interior. They signed Justin Jones, a free agent from the chargers. You know, he played a little bit in, 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 preseason, you know, he's got a good first step, but you know, they signed him to be the three tech tackle. We don't know if he could be that guy. I mean, he's not Tommy Harris, you know, he's not that, you know, uh Warren Sapp. So we'll see what he can do, but you know, as far as pressure up the middle, I'm not sure the bears have that. I mean, it's, it'd be nice if they could take advantage of the problems that you guys have, but I'm not sure about that. But as far as off the edge, Robert Quinn's there, you know, he has a lot of sacks. Um, uh, Alkaid Muhammad he brought over from the Colts. Uh, Travis Gibson I think had seven eight sacks last year, so they got some guys off the edge. But it's up the gut where I think they're they're going to have some problems.
0: I know in San Francisco, Jalen Johnson's comments were taken by some to be kind of a little bit of a trash talk towards Trey Lance. He said he's you know he's going to have to prove himself. He kind of you know pointed out like Trey can run, but he's going to have to prove himself to me. Um, is he kind of a trash talker, or was that just more kind of like a honest assessment of where things are
1: i think he's very confident in his skills this is his third season he's improved you know every year he's been in the league you know he he's he's looking to become one of the top corners in the game and he, he thinks that of himself i mean whenever you talk he, 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 whenever he has interviews you know he talks about that he wants to be one of the top corners in the game you know last year he started following guys you know right to left and in the slot i'm not sure how much was we'll it we'll see that with the new regime you know, but Jalen Johnson is supremely confident in his abilities as, as a corner.
0: I like a guy with a little swag. Why not, yeah. man? I, you got to have a little confidence to play this game. And let's be honest, Trey Lance, is, he's got two, 10 quarters under his belt. Yeah. He kind of does have to prove himself.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's true. It's going to be interesting. I mean, I, I, I liked him coming out. I thought he was a good prospect. I was a little shocked he went where he went. You know, like I said, man, it's just a weird situation you guys got over there, but but I think he's gonna be a really good quarterback once he gets things established if he's allowed to to really thrive in that offense.
0: If I told you right now you could trade Justin Fields for Trey Lance straight up, you do it
1: uh, probably not, just because I think I've seen more on the NFL level from fields. um, I think his college pedigree was a little higher than, than what Lance had, and uh, like I said, it's just he's had a nice training camp i mean i was I had a chance to go out there and watch him a few times. Um, that, that Browns game, yes, it was preseason, but he extra the offense flawlessly. This Luke Getze system, man, it's it's so refreshing as a Bears fan to not see Matt Nagy's, you know, <laughs> constant curl route, short of the sticks, every single play, stagnant <laughs> routes. You know, he's not, you know, there, 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 there are no pick plays, you know, nothing's on the move. You know, Luke Getze bringing this offense over and, you know, it's, he learned it from, from Green Bay. It's, but it's, it's the Shanahan-esque system. And I've always loved that, that scheme.
0: Yeah, it's nice to get the quarterback on the move, use play action passing and get guys kind of in open space. It is it is refreshing because God knows in San Francisco, I've seen some bad offenses over the past 20 years. And I know you have in Chicago as well. <laughs> well, I'm rooting for Justin Fields. He seems like a great kid. Uh, I hope he doesn't really do particularly well on Sunday, but that's just me. The spread is Niners by seven. What do you like in this one?
1: I, I think the Bears could cover. I, I don't see them winning the game, though. I think the, the the Niners are just too too good of a team, top to bottom. Uh, yeah, they have a couple issues here and there, but you know the, the 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 Bears are are in a reset mode. You know they understand it, but with this being Week One, you know stranger things have happened. So if the Bears are going to steal the game, they're at home. This could be the, the the time to do it.
0: I've said it all week. I want the Niners to get up double digits early. The longer you let the Bears hang around. They start to believe and Fields is good enough that if they only need one or two plays, even if the Niners do everything right, he can still make those plays. That's what makes me nervous. I'm a little
1: nervous who he's going to throw to because uh, we haven't seen his his full complement of receivers the entire offseason. Um, Pringle's just not coming back. Uh, Bayless Jones is still hurt. Uh, it's pretty much been Mooney and Komet. You know, we got to see how everyone else works in there because, you know, it's a lot of unknowns at the receiver spot too, but you know this is the offense so the offense is gonna it, there is no no top guy I and mean, it's gonna be mooney of course because of the volume but you know they want to spread it out uh equanimous st browns and have some chances you know pringles and have some chances they're gonna do a lot of stuff with the tight end with cole comet and they're gonna try and run the ball as much as possible with david montgomery
0: gonna be a mooney on mooney game charverius ward likes to go by mooney he's probably gonna be matched up against darnell mooney all day and and
1: who has the edge in, in, in that matchups in your opinion
0: Well, supposedly Ward has been lights out unbelievable in training camp, like rave reviews from Debo and Ayuk and everybody. Now, he was banged up a little bit. He should be back in this one, but he's he's the 49ers big free agent addition. He was like their prize of the offseason, the only guy they really spent any money on. He was desperately needed because their cornerbacks are not the deepest. Um, so he's supposed to be their number one. Like you got him to lock down the other team's number one. I think it'll be a nice test this week. Cause I think Darnell Mooney is an underrated receiver he
1: is. I mean the thing about him that a lot of fans will realize is he's such a crisp route runner and and this guy I mean he's a non-stop worker. He puts the work in the entire year. You know him and Fields that they you know they did a bunch of stuff in the offseason together. You know so he wants to be great and he he talks about it. That's why I said he has Fields back, you know, but you know but he wants to be that elite type of receiver. You know I mean he's 5'10, you know 180ish. I'm not sure if he'll get there but you know as far as the, the swagger he has that as well.
0: That's what I like a receiver. Look, I'm a Child of the Terrell Owens uh, yeah, generation, course, I guess. So yeah. I like a little swag. Lester Wilprong from Windy City Gridiron, thank you very much for the time. Anytime. Thanks so much.